But first, the Illinois State Supreme Court is set to rule tomorrow on whether lawmakers can eliminate cash bail in the state. It's a provision in the Safety Act, which was signed into law back in 2021. And cash bail was set to end this year, but that was put on hold after lawsuits were filed. That provision of the bill was nixed after a Kankakee County judge ruled it violated the state's separation of powers. So joining us now with more on what we can expect is WBEZ criminal justice reporter Shannon Heffernan. Hey, Shannon. Hey. So remind us, Shannon, how the current cash bail system works. So just a reminder, cash bail refers to people who are awaiting trial, right? So these are folks who haven't been decided if they're guilty or innocent. And it decides whether or not they can be released from jail while they're awaiting that trial. And there's sort of three ways that can go right now. Um, Somebody could be held with no chance of leaving jail. Somebody can be released with no need to pay cash. Or the judge can say, hey, if you can put up this amount of money to guarantee you'll come back, then we will let you go. Otherwise, you stay in jail. Not everybody's a fan of this system, of course. So what are critics of the cash bail system saying? Well, basically, they say money should have no role in this system. If you think about it, they would say, if you want to decide who should be released, you should be considering things like how likely are they to flee and not show back up in court again? Or how likely are they to pose a safety risk? And how much money someone has doesn't really show that. Uh, They say that by ending cash bail, we would not only be making sure we're not hitting people who are in poverty harder and unfairly with the criminal justice system, we'd also be making our communities safer because we would be making these decisions based purely on safety concerns instead of how much money someone had. Yeah. So that's what they're saying. Eliminating the system would look like, essentially. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, if the court if rules... You elimin- yes, go ahead. I was going to say, if the court rules that um, the ending of cash bail can proceed, talk more than Shannon, about how that would change a judge's decision on, on who does stay in jail as they await a trial. So I think this is a really important thing to realize. I think when a lot of people hear about the ending of cash bail, they think everybody is going to be released pre-trial. That's just not the case in how this is written. Judges are still going to be able to hold people in jail. They just have to meet certain thresholds showing that they might do something dangerous for the community or they might flee. I also think it's really important to note that even right now, as the law exists currently, mm-hmm. uh, many, many people who are awaiting trial do go free in the community. It's just that they can go free by paying a certain amount of money. Now, the state Supreme Court heard oral arguments on the case back in March. So tell us more about the arguments back then. So there's sort of two big arguments I want to touch uh, on. The first one is the meaning of bail. So in the state constitution, uh, most people are guaranteed the right to bail. The question is, what does that mean? So opponents of ending cash bail says that means people should be able to pay this cash bail and leave jail if a, if a judge deems it. Where people who are fans of ending cash bail say, no, 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 no. That guarantee in the Constitution just means that people have to have some mechanism to be able to leave jail. That mechanism could be that they promise to return. It could be that they're put on an electronic monitor. Money does not need to pay play a role. So that's a big question in front of the Supreme Court. When the Constitution says the right to bail, 
Does it mean the right to leave jail while you await your trial by some kind of mechanism? Mm -hmm. Or does it mean that there has to be a mechanism that involves cash? The other big argument, and you mentioned this earlier, is the separation of powers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, think back to middle school. Yeah, you know, when you learn like, oh, there's three branches of the government, right? Yeah. And um, they're all supposed to be separate, right? You have your executive branch, you have your judicial branch, you have your legislature. The people who are arguing against cash bail essentially say, this is the legislature telling the judicial branch what to do. And that's no good. That, that violates the separation of powers. And so you can't, you can't do that. The people who are arguing against that say, yeah, 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 there is a separation of powers. But look, there's all kinds of times that those lines are blurred a little bit. Or there's communication between those branches. For example, right now, the legislature can set mandatory minimums for certain crimes. That mm-hmm. tells judges how they sentence someone, right? So I th- one of the big questions the Supreme Court has been considering is, what do we mean when we say separation of powers? And does this get in the way of that or not? Wow, very sticky. Uh, so when the decision comes down, Shannon, what are you going to be watching for then? Well, there's a couple of things. If the state does, the Supreme Court does decide that the state can move forward in eliminating cash bail, one of the big things we're going to be watching is how that actually happens on the ground. This is a massive change for how a lot of courtrooms are going to be operating. It's going to mean they're going to have to staff their courtrooms a little bit differently. Um, States attorneys are going to have different obligations to meet in the courtroom. So I'm really curious, just on a purely practical level, how is that going to look and how quickly is it going to happen? And are counties across the state actually ready to to do this and do it well. You know, there's often a big gap between what the law says should be done and how it plays out on the ground, right? So I'm going to be looking very closely at that. If they do not uh, allow cash bail to be eliminated in the state, I'm really curious how that's going to affect this debate on a national level. Illinois is the first state to pass a law eliminating cash bail. What lessons are other states going to take if it hits a hiccup here? And what is that going to mean for this national conversation we're having about the role of money and cash bail and who stays in jail while they're awaiting trial? This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The Illinois Supreme Court is expected to rule on the elimination of cash bail tomorrow. Now, that's a provision in the Safety Act, which Governor Pritzker signed into law in 2021. And cash bail was set to be eliminated this year, but put on hold after lawsuits. We're talking with WBEZ criminal justice reporter Shannon Heffernan. So, Shannon, I want to dig a bit further into some of the the principles you were talking about earlier. Part of this debate is how bail is defined, right? So state attorneys, they're saying cash bail is included in the state's constitution. Uh, Some are arguing that bail can be non-monetary. Do we know which way the state Supreme Court's leaning on that? That's a great question. Well, I do not know. It could go either way. I think it is worth noting, though, that the um, this decision was first made by a county judge who was a Republican, right, before it got sent up to the state Supreme Court. And the state Supreme Court is mostly Democrats, right? So you do have a political difference there. That said, uh, views on this don't break clearly uh, across party lines. For example, some of the state's attorneys who sued over the ending of cash bail are Democrats. Another factor is that a lot of people on the Supreme Court are fairly new Mm -hmm. to these positions. We have a lot of new judges coming in. So 
unlike in the past, there's not like this huge historical record we can look at and make guesses about which way yeah. folks are going to go. So I would say that the law has a much better chance in the state Supreme Court than it probably did in that county court. But it's by no means a for sure slam dunk. I'll be, I'm, I'm really curious to see which way it will go. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that argument of safety here as well. I mean, is there evidence that eliminating cash bail will, will make communities safer or on the flip side, make it more dangerous? Is there actual evidence? So that's, I mean, th- this really gets to the heart of the argument, right? Um, when people who have analyzed the data in Cook County uh, when when we didn't eliminate cash bail, but we massively shrunk how it could be used, did not see that there was that, that caused a major change in how uh, in, in violence. But I think one huge caution I want to give here is any time you are talking about criminal justice data, that data is really really noisy. It changes a lot because of a lot of factors, and it can be really difficult to analyze well. So. Anytime you hear someone using criminal justice data, I, I, I suggest uh, great caution in, in thinking about that. Mm. I will say that, you know, I think there's this feeling that um, people who have been victims of crime are all going to want people to be held in, in, in jail. There's actually a lot of victim groups that have come out in support of this law in ending cash bail. And I think there's, there's reasons for that. First of all, they think that um, focusing on safety risk is uh, is really key and 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 really in, important. Um, this uh, law will also uh, give them help help with some of the notification systems of how they know what's going on with their cases. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I, I, it's not this uh, clear line of public safety versus the rights of people who've been accused of a crime. I think a lot of people who are talking about the ending of cash bail are actually placing public safety at the center of that conversation. It's more a question of what do you think makes us safe? Mm -hmm. And does bail, cash bail, actually make us safe? So I think that's one way that the argument is often sort of misunderstood. And I think it's really important to think about it in that way. I'm curious if we've heard anything from uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson about this upcoming decision or other political leaders? Well, I, I offhand don't know what if Brandon Johnson has said anything uh, recently about uh, awaiting the decision. We know that he uh, leans more progressive on these uh, decisions. And we know that, you know, the public defender here in Cook County is very for cash bail. We know the state's attorney here is for cash bail. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people hear that state's attorneys are suing and they think all state's attorneys, all prosecutors across the state are against this. No, there are some prosecutors who actually think this is a good move. That okay. includes Kim Fox, the prosecutor here in Cook County. So can we reliably expect a decision tomorrow? I mean, I'm never going to say anything ever is a for sure, but (laughs) it is on the court schedule for this decision to come down. I would be very surprised if it didn't happen, but um, I don't know. I don't, I I won't make promises about the news. I've I've learned my lesson the last few (laughs) years. Me too. (laughs) Me too, for sure. But we'll keep an eye for sure. Shannon Heffernan covers criminal justice for WBEZ. Thanks for dropping in, Shannon.